So just a little backstory, but I remember about a year ago, we were speaking on stage together in, in Sharjah, near Dubai, right? Um, you opened the conference, I closed the conference, but what really touched me is how when you got on stage at that audience in, in Sharjah, you were able to adapt your message, adapt your style to an Arab audience so effortlessly. Thank you for saying that. And at the same time, I've seen you speak in Vegas, and it's a completely different Gary V. Um, this was at Tony Robbins Business Freedom Mastery Summit way, way back. Um, we've shared the stage several times, but we've, we've only met once at a pizza joint in Summit Series many years ago aboard a ship. But um, just want to express my gratitude for I having you guest here. Thank you for having me. Been watching you for 10 years and amazed at how you've grown. Now, because of how, in, 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 like, when you speak, Gary, you just go on a roll. So I do not want to interrupt you in unnecessary questions. I want to give you a space to share your message to our audience today. The people who are watching are mostly 60% leaders, managers, entrepreneurs, and they are all here as part of the Mind Valley community because they love personal growth. And the workforce. I said there's a labor market and in any enterprise there's just two inputs capital and labor and capital markets are absolutely necessary society would not function without capital markets because capital is a commodity and has a price and it needs to be transacted and it allocates resources as optimally as possible because there's demand and supply for capital and demand and supply for labor. And when labor wants too much of the share of enterprise and capital gets too less, capital leaves. It goes away. And that's not good for labor long term. So, when you understand the function of money and capital markets, you understand that it's absolutely necessary for them to exist. Because in all circumstances in history, when capital has been locked out of the market and left, there's been widespread depression. Reality is you're only putting your finger in the hole that is biggest in your boat at that moment, which means there's a lot of boat left for those people to run. So, just to to give us motherfuckers was doing not good, I'm very slow, you know, as far as little money. Because if, if I was selling this shit that I'm selling right now, back in my day up here, man, I'd have been a rich-ass motherfucking niggas would have bought the hell out of this shit, even if they wouldn't have never fucking used it. They would have bought it just to let me know they have the money and they could buy the shit. <laughs> that's, just how they, that's why they would have did it. That's how I'd have did it. I'd have bought it and listened to it and five minutes in, I'd have cut that goddamn shit off like I did when I first bought the shit. Yeah, because when I, I bought it, Man, I don't want to hear that damn shit. You know, motherfucker, I already got a bunch of bitches and a bunch of money, man. I ain't no motherfucking unconfident motherfucker. 
But then about something made me listen to it again, I don't know, about a year later or something like that, and that's when I really got my shit sharp. So what I want you guys to understand is you can catch me. You can, you know, follow me on, on Twitter at, at Mr. Rosebud. You can catch me uh, at info at Rosebud, uh, info at askrosebud.com. And you can go to my site, askrosebud.com, and see, you know, what I got to offer. I don't have nothing new up there yet. You know, I'm doing some, I'm doing just, just so much shit is going on. You just don't know. A lot of shit is going on. A lot of positive stuff is going on for me. But with that said, I don't see 516. God damn it, I'm glad you got on there, bro. I'm going to ask what your question is. I'm going to get busy and go. Coco Brule. All natural experience at www.cocoboulet.com. You're up late right now listening to Ninja Pimp Radio. You know why? Because you're wondering about stuff and wondering if you should be wondering about it. This is the perfect podcast, radio station, or whatever it's called for you. Grab a pen, grab some paper, and learn from some people of what to do and what not to do. Hey, it's all for educational purposes only, buddy. To each his own. Ninja Pimp Radio. Enjoy. Is two children per family or just above? The population remains the same over two generations. If it's one, it halves. The population halves. Do you get that? The, building, the buildings will still be there, but there's half the amount of people. So, all these, all these people that think they're going to be, you know, renting out properties for the next 50 years and just sitting on a beach somewhere with their feet up drinking Mai Tais while they make this thing they call passive income. Uh, I'm trying to think where they actually get this assumption from. Because you need people to rent your properties. If the populations halve, you're just, you're just going to be one of those people that ends up with a load of properties that are empty and a shitload of mortgage debt. <clears throat> and it is in the process of halving, literally right now. So it's a massive headwind. ...aren't happy with her or she's incapable of upselling a client which is becoming detrimental to the business your you know, feedback wasn't very helpful then. You're right. Mm-hmm. And, and so what's really fun about being a human being, especially one that's probably gifted with a lot of things that do make them successful, is going through the course of your career and deploying humility to understanding your own shortcomings, no matter how sweet they taste for both parties, and then adjusting, and I often have said that the 43-year-old version of me, even though the 25-year-old version of me thought he was gonna be great and thought he was naturally talented, the experience matters, and it's why I value experience 
It's great getting older. <laughs> it's great getting older. And so I'm proud of A, getting to a place in my life where I could recognize it and address it. And by the way, I'm still not all the way there. If, you know, if we're calling on a scale of one to 10, I used to be a one or two on this. I'm probably a five to 7.5 on this right now, but I'm on my way to it being an eight or nine. I'll never be a 10, it's not naturally in me. Not only am I proud that I've been able to move. What's fun about that for me here now is day one Vayner was super funny. You know, and the reality is I knew nothing about the advertising industry uh, and I had to learn it and I had to build. And so it's fun for me to be challenged. You know, instead of listening to this, what you should be doing is writing some stuff down, getting your thoughts together. You're listening to somebody else's ideas right now, buddy. Go to Amazon and type in Food Journals. F Triple O Journal. The Food Journal. Stop playing. Stop wasting time. Grab the Food Journal. F O O O Journal at Amazon. Now, people on the radio, especially on NPR, are much more aware that they're going on the record. And so they're more careful about what they claim to be an expert in and what they claim to know for sure. Do that. Err on the side of caution. Talk should not be cheap. Number six, don't equate your experience with theirs. If they're talking about having lost a family member, don't start talking about the time that you lost a family member. If they're talking about the trouble that they're having at work, don't tell them about how much you hate your job. It's not the same. It is never the same. All experiences are individual. And more importantly, it is not about you. You don't need to take that moment to prove how amazing you are or how much you've suffered. Somebody asked Stephen Hawking once what his IQ was, and he says, I have no idea. People who brag about their IQs are losers. <laughs> Conversations are not a promotional opportunity. <laughs> Number seven, <laughs> try not to repeat yourself. It's condescending and it's really boring. And we tend to do it a lot, especially in work conversations or in conversations with our kids. Just money, it's just a piece of paper. Of course, right. you can't think. It's a piece of paper with 20 written on it. Sure. It's a commodity. It doesn't think. It's a commodity that's used to transact for goods and services to satisfy wants and needs. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay. The problem with it, with most people, what they don't understand is that all the problems with money exist with them, sure. not with the money. <clears throat> the money doesn't think anything of you. So whether it's $20, $100, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,
thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars. It doesn't matter because a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars is just a whole bunch of twenties that think nothing of you. So there's no difference except monetary value. So this is the this is the second major problem. It's having emotional barriers because the more money I put down on the table, the more you think of it, sure. because you think automatically of what it can buy you to satisfy wants and needs. Right. The key is to be indifferent. So going right back to the beginning, understanding the function of money is very important in order to... to Ninja Pimp Radio. Hear conversations from USA Urban Culture. A little bit of everything, all the time. Funny, right? Because one of the biggest digs I get currently is interrupting guests on the podcast, which I'm atrocious at. But, but it's funny why that is. It's, and I've started doing better in the last week or two explaining why it is so that people don't completely hate me. But the level of listening I do is far greater than the talking I do about how I've approached it, but you've built your brand. You just haven't now manifested the equity that you're sitting with. And this is what I would tell you for everybody here that's looking for new business, this moment on LinkedIn, many of you felt the good effects. Many of you regretted for not jumping on board. We want you to do things and you learn how to do it properly. And there's no shortcuts. You've just got to do it. So right back to the beginning, be warned. Our campaign continuously for the last five years is to first educate you on how the industry works. So you don't make the stupid mistakes that everyone else makes. That's what you got today. The next stage is to educate you on how to actually make money. So how you actually emulate professional traders who are real professional traders, who have got the experience, been there, done it, and have made a lot of money and continue to make money. You've just got to go straight to the source. So you've got to be woke. And I hope this has woken you up. Because the reality is, is if you don't go down this path, you will go down the other path. And you will blow up. And we don't mind. We'll be around next year, the year after, year later. You'll just come back. But it'll cost you a lot of money to learn the lesson. If you haven't learned it already. I guarantee you there's people in this room that have learned it already. Most retail traders in the U.S. lose twenty, thirty thousand dollars before they decide trading is not for them. But they never get woke. They never find out the real reason. They can't for some other reason. But to to your credit, you didn't think that that was an exchange. On the flip side, when your company's very early. 
I think you eat crow at scale because you need you need case studies, you need context, you know. Um, it just didn't work. Funnily enough, the investors want to see the hedge fund manager invested in their own strategy and happy to invest every year. So typically what you will see in the mandate of the fund, in the term sheets, before an investor invests, they'll want to see that the portfolio manager is contracted to reinvest their money all the time into the fund every year. So typically, they'll be reinvesting at least half of the performance fee back into the fund every year. So what does that mean? It means they trade their own money. Banks, investment banks, traders there trade public shareholders' money. Professional traders at hedge funds trade their own money and outside investors' money and charge a performance fee and a management <coughs> fee to do so. Now, because the hedge fund trader is spending 100% of their time on the value against that payment. So if you're starting from scratch, you need to sell the thing that you think you're best at, no matter what it is. So for me, what I'm best at is observing human behavior and understanding new ways to get people to know something. Mm -hmm. That's why social worked for me. That's why if I was starting today, right now, if this was a bizarre world and today was day one, everything's the same for me, I'm just coming out of the business, I would probably call my company Vayner Voice. Here's why. I'm capable enough to sell some consulting scopes about where voice is going to keep me around to eventually be the best dev shop on Alexa skills and Google Home because I genuinely think that the voice device is the only potential. I do not think it's guaranteed because I don't see the scale yet. But it is, and this is what how I look about TikTok. I don't think TikTok is, yeah, I saw, I saw somebody mention that I say Instagram's dead, and it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying TikTok is the first platform that I see that has the potential to become the next thing. That's what I thought about social cam. That's what I thought about Vine. That's what I thought about Snap. It's also what I thought about Instagram and Facebook, because MySpace was fucking killing it. So, I, that's what I would do, but I have a pretty unique, awesome skill. Enough salesmanship and enough ability to be right often enough in a short enough period of time to bet, benefit from that. It gives you a lot of strength. Like I noticed a massive difference after I went traveling. I bought five properties around the world for cash. And when I came back, uh, 45 and you're crushing it on TikTok. Tell us about that. Why is TikTok relevant? 
It's relevant because A, every platform that ever becomes a big platform. What they care about is you. They care about what you're like, what you have in common. So forget the details, leave them out. Number nine, this is not the last one, but it is the most important one. Listen, I cannot tell you how many really important people have said that listening is perhaps the most, the number one most important skill that you could develop. Buddha said, and I'm paraphrasing, if your mouth is open, you're not learning. And Calvin Coolidge said, no man ever listened his way out of a job. (laughs) Why do we not listen to each other? Number one, we'd rather talk. When I'm talking, I'm in control. I don't have to hear anything I'm not interested in. I'm the center of attention. I can bolster my own identity. But there's another reason. We get distracted. The average person talks at about 225 words per minute, but we can listen at up to 500 words per minute. So our minds are filling in those other 275 words. And look, I know it takes effort and energy to actually pay attention to someone. But if you can't do that, you're not in a conversation. What has led you to this, um, do you think? Actually, it's not a a view that everybody holds who are on top, Uh, top. Running my own businesses, as if they were my children themselves. Uh, Anton, um, do you remember the other day uh, in Singapore, um, you were talking about what young people do wrong? What do you think they could do right? Um, It comes down to to a number of things. And they are all connected. Um, But probably one of the most important things, I think, is actually the way people view money. Right. And... um, The way there's two there's two main problems with most people uh, in the way that they view money. The first major problem that I've picked up on over the years is people not really understanding the function of money, why it exists, and if you don't understand why money exists you know i had an apartment but not a whole whole lot you know i didn't have kids yet so i always knew in the back of my mind that i got i was a great entrepreneur and i was fearless and i put the everything on my back but i really didn't have a lot to lose so i always wondered what would happen not what would when the next big thing happened this is me five years ago four years ago three years ago When that happens, am I going to be as good 
navigating when I'm clearly losing things, money, leisure, you know, who knows what, status, whatever it may be, fun. And uh, the biggest thing I learned is I'm built for this shit. I'm born for this, you know, like I went right into the place where I needed to be. I knew what my requirement was as a leader. So I got affirmation of my intuition of who I am. And I think I'm a wartime general. I think I'm at my best when it's most adverse. And I think that's because I grew up in adverse situations. So it was, that was nice. So that was something I've learned. I've learned that um, people are, I, 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 I was affirmed my, my suspicion that people were soft and entitled, you know. Genuinely do nothing. So I'd encourage you to look at REITs and start looking at the opportunity cost of actually owning something in bricks and mortar. Well, actually you don't. Come on, you've got a mortgage, right? You've got to pay 30 years. I'm saying taking the mortgage and then renting it out and having the renter and having all the nonsense that you have to deal with all the time. It's a liability. It's not an asset. You're not earning passive income. If you make money, it's because you've worked for the property for 30 years. And you could have been doing something else. It's all about opportunity cost. So also bear in mind, this example that I've just given is a repayment example. This is the best case scenario. This assumes that you're actually paying down the principal of the debt. 50% of mortgages now in the West are interest, interest only. So people are taking out the debt and just servicing the debt by paying the interest and never ever paying down the principal. It's madness. And think of the interest rates as well. So the example that we've used here was 3.75%. Do you control that? You've got no control. This is where I keep going back to bat gap. You know, like I, you know, people like, we're not entitled to have everything come easy. I don't know why people think. Absolutely. We how do, how do you debunk my, my Because economic you theory. have economic power. I'm assuming, this is just me assuming that you have economic power. Who, me as an individual? You as an individual. Right. No, I don't. I just got, I'm just a black person with a couple of dollars. But fine, fine. I don't have Charlemagne economic power. Charlemagne has economic power. A powerless black, listen. He has the ability to I'm, hire. I'm, he has but, the ability to staff entire television shows. He has the ability to staff writing rooms. Listen, that's he a part of it. But if I'm a, a powerless black staff person. Staff radio a powerless a white person is not going to suffer if I don't hire him. Let's be very real. But uh, an Asian person ain't going to suffer if but, I don't hire him. But black people, we black have people to. Black people aren't going to suffer if he doesn't hire him either. Those but four, we're going to have to go to some white person to hire us. For the most part, very few of us have economic independence, unfortunately, in the system of white supremacy. Very, we go very over few that. Very white hump. people have economic independence. Oh, please. That's your question. Absolutely. That's very not true. Very few white people have independence. You, do well, you who know has, how who has, white people are? Who has all the wealth in the country? Didn't then? you grow up in the middle of the country? 20%, though. Yeah, but still. That's 1%. That's the 1%. So you're defining all white people by the 1%. Do you see how your arguments keep falling apart? No. 
No, that 1%, they control the wealth and the resources in this country, and black folks are still under that thumb. We still have to go to that 1%. So are poor white people, those poor white people who lost their houses in that mortgage crisis? Right. They were taken advantage by the exact same 1%. And they have no problem voting for Trump as long as he's going to keep the Negroes down just a little bit further. They voted for Trump for the same reason why black people who voted for Barack Obama voted for Trump, because they want jobs, and they are anti-establishment votes. This this election was not about racism. It was about anti- Ginger Pimp Radio. Hear conversations from USA Urban Culture. A little bit of everything, all the time. Ninja Pimp Radio. Communication. So what do I want my daughter to be equipped with? Self-esteem that doesn't lead to a delusion. A self-awareness radar that allows her to know what actually makes her happy. And for her to have incredible work ethic out of the reality that she found something she likes so much that she doesn't even realize she's working that much. That old adage of find something you love, you never work a day of your life, is remarkably on point. And most people think it's baloney, except for that small percentage that actually have found what they're best at and they love the most. And because we might, in Europe at least, get something what we call basic income in a few years, um, because technology will do some parts of the jobs that we're doing, you really need to find what you love, because otherwise, yeah, what and, are you gonna do And honestly, honestly, I think basic income, and I don't know the details on this, but if you're alluding to being subsidized, because technology is taking your job. Um, this is where I do think in Europe, and this is a US conversation as well, that is where I do get concerned. I'll tell you why. Farming was what everybody did. Hey, maybe, hey, maybe so far on this, on this broadcast, broadcast, you've heard only negative things. So what? Maybe it's positive to someone else. Maybe you heard something positive. Maybe it's negative to someone else. Get out your feelings. Get a food journal from Amazon. Write about it in there. Ninja Pimp Radio. Get up and get active. Stop listening to other people talk about what they're good at. Do your own thing, buddy. The food journals. Get one. Your people are going to stay for 18 to 24 months. I'm like, no, no. Your people are going to stay for 18 to 24 months. My people are going to stay for 5, 10, and 15 years because I actually give a fuck about them. The only way you can build a $100 million business is the, the reason the New York Jets are in big trouble right now is their offensive line has no cohesion because they don't ever play together at any level. Agencies are like offensive lines. They need cohesion. You know how fast you can go when everybody feels safe and knows what everybody else is good at? Yet people are fearful 
that are gonna, you know, I remember one of the things I established early on. If we lose an account, nobody gets fired. Because I remember knowing that I had to establish that. Shit like that. All the stuff that nobody's talking about. People are like, people are always, it's very fascinating to me. I'm an enigma. I do unusual things. I talk about my unusual things, but everybody wants to focus on the other stuff because the stuff I do is hard. People. And I just, one final follow-up. Don't listen to what he says. Execute on what he does. Watch what he does and do it. I've built my company doing following his advice and doing exactly what he roadmaps, and he gives away his best shit. I directly owe you. Like, there's not enough wine library, wine... T yeah. Hey, you. Put the sack down. It's like, it's like, it's like two in the morning. Close the refrigerator. And listen to Bash Ninjas Radio right now. Get your stuff together. What are you doing? Listen to Bash Ninjas Radio right now. Quit all that unhealthy stuff. Get your mind right. Bash Ninjas Radio. Listen to it right now. They also accept outside investors' money. And they charge to do that. Traders at investment banks don't. They trade public shareholders' money. And they spend 80 to 90% of their day managing a commission revenue business and trading out of positions that they don't want to have. It's a totally different function. The commission business at investment banks, unfortunately, has been in structural decline for over a decade. It started in 2002. You just shouldn't believe what you read in the media because they have a different agenda. They want you to buy the newspapers, they want you to watch the television and watch their program to get ratings, and they want you to hit their website. So they will sensationalize everything. Your perception is completely misguided. In this market, senior professional traders at most investment banks don't get paid more than $300,000 a year. That's basic plus bonus. Junior traders get significantly less. So how, do you fr how, how did you frame that from the beginning with, with your agency? Because I imagine a lot of people come to you thinking it's... Everybody. Gonna work with Gary. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm like... Not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's Maribel. Yeah. You can backbone me if you pay enough. You know, I'm just you know, let's let's move forward. I love that gap concept. So gratitude. We get gratitude. Tell us about accountability.
Accountability is tricky because people confuse accountability with lack of compassion. And I don't see it that way. You know, I view accountability as what can I control? And so, you know, when, when things like this happen, people blame, you know, people want to blame China. People want to blame their own government. People want to blame their boss, their spouse, the system. And oftentimes there's validity in those things. The question becomes, what are you going to do about it? You know, you can go political and talk about voting. You can talk about people that are really suppressed places about leaving if they can, you know, some places you can't even leave, but leaving if you can, you know, for me, it's accountability. What can I do? You know, when a lot of our, in a very small, not as heady conversation, when my company is in trouble when COVID hits, because clients are telling us they're not going to pay, they have to reduce scopes. You know, first I stop paying myself. Then I stop wasting money on dumb stuff. So I look at all our expenses. Then unfortunately the worst of the bunch, I have to let some people go. So the whole company goes too far because people are actually money greedy. But in real life, having more freedom to do things matters. How do you speed up things? Less rules. How do you speed up things? Less process. How do you speed up things? Less fear. You know, so, you know, <laughs> this is something that has been my calling card for 20 years, and it is out of, it is out of complete and utter lack of fear, complete and utter disdain for process that is in the, the mix for the sake of process. Obviously, some process is needed. Um, and this is ultimately was the first reason I got into culture, besides having good DNA about liking people, it was that I understood that if people were motivated and excited, that great things would happen versus fearful and political. Um, The type of leader that will create this is one that really focuses on those three things that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And also you mentioned the ability to create a safe environment. It's so and I important. think that is so beautiful when you say that because it's not something we often talk about. We don't talk about safety because we think it hinders change. You know, it's funny, again, I'm David DRock, who films me and, and post produces a lot of my content and has been on my team for a long time. And for clarity, everybody, I put out a lot of content. I'm actually starting to wonder, I actually, what you can do. Like, like that's just the truth. Um, and people always ask me, Gary, I want to impact people the way you do or change the world. These very heady things, I'm like, well, just do it for one person. It's action. Everybody, you know, have the more problems you have. Well, it's just not the case. The, if the more the more money you only have problems, if you don't manage your money properly. So if you manage it well, then you're gonna you're gonna do okay. You're gonna, you're actually probably gonna be more comfortable, more relaxed, have more freedom, more choice. Let's make let's make the stakes higher. Okay. So here's a thousand dollars. Okay. 
What do you think of that? Um... And let me explain that because it's very subtle. I hear this a lot. It's a great question. Thank you for it. You're not being taken advantage of because you're kind. You're being taken advantage of you're, you're being taken advantage because of two things. One, and this one really hurts people when I pick at them, especially usually one-on-one with a friend is because you're letting them take advantage of you because you're expecting something on the back end and that was your way to get them in and when they don't deliver on it because you weren't candorous, you blame them, not yourself. Or you are wildly insecure and need affirmation and so you're just letting someone take advantage of you to feel a quick adrenaline rush or a a hit of appreciation because you yourself are hurting. Those are the only two things. You're either trying to manipulate somebody subconsciously or maybe consciously, or two, you yourself are not in a strong place and you need a quick feeling of appreciation even though you know deep down it's not true and then it hurts in the end. Those are the only times you get taken advantage of, not because you're kind. I'm the kindest, oh man, I'm real kind out here and I'm not getting taken advantage ever. Amazing, Gary. Gary, thank you so much. We know you got to run. Let's see what we got coming on. I should have went to my, should have went to my, my little other page and told people I was on. Mess with this little lighting and stuff. When you guys come in, make sure you like. I'm trying to mess with this lighting a little bit. Yeah. When you guys come in, make sure you like. What's up with it? Be easy, New York in the house. P.S. Da Vinci, what's up? Tony Davis, what's up, family? Back with another one. King Smooth, Suave, Suave. Hey, what's happening with it? Terrence, what's up, fam? Good to see you back on. Atlanta, what's up with it? B617, blessings for that. The most high is looking over us, we winning stuff around here. When you guys come in, make sure you like at the same time. Come in, you like. Come in, you like. Yeah. So you live in your, well within your means. You would have spent 600 grand on rent. So you'd be left with 708 grand if you use that second situation unrented. Right? So when you compare the two scenarios, uh, you're richer over 30 years by the 708 grand, even when you're renting. And you have your freedom 100% of the time. And you have, so you have no liabilities and no debt to service. 
So basically, when you're taking the mortgage, what you're actually saying is, I'm, I'm willing to forego my freedom on day one for a price of 208 grand. And you know going into it that you have 0% freedom over the 30 years because you have to make those monthly payments consecutively. And at the end of the 30 years, you can actually look back and say, well, what was my reward every year for 30 years? Nine grand, 9,700. Ninja Pimp Radio. Hear conversations from USA Urban Culture. A little bit of everything all the time. By being unbelievably upfront. You know, just uh, uh, back to that gentleman the, who talked about me always saying yes. I'm telling you, everybody's biggest vocab addition is no. Bless you. And it was really funny, and some of you, if you're very deep in my content, you may know what I'm about to say next. In Russian superstition, when somebody sneezes right after a statement, it means it's true. So I appreciate that sneeze, because it came after a very important point that could have been glossed over. The biggest word that everybody in this room needs to add is no. And it was hard at first because I had no other leverage. Now it's easier, Vayner's real. But at first, it was me. And this is Pepsi and GE. This is not like, you know? And I'm like, not me. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yep. I'm like, I'm the CEO, I'm building a company. I'm here just by telling them the truth. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt your uh, video. I'm just giving you this call for my number uh, to let you know that you have to join my text. So let's summarize it first. Hedge fund managers use their own money to trade. They reinvest and they're invested in their own fund. Like we don't fire fast enough. It creates entitlement, but the fact that it could happen creates accountability. It is not a nerve, it is, so it's safety with responsibility. And very clear rules of the game. Yeah, it's just like, it, it, it's, it's that the rules don't overly protect you from, from lack of execution or ability. So nonetheless, I appreciate you jumping on this because it is probably the thing I'm most, it's, let me phrase, it is one of the things I'm very proud of and one of the things that I wanna talk a lot more about over the next 30 years of my life, which is I create very, very safe environments, which I now believe leads to incredibly good behavior for the people that play within that framework. And by the way, I actually believe that that has to do with a lot of the best, because we're using that theme here in this call, obviously. I think that has a lot to do with some of the best nations in the world, too. You know, you know, as an American citizen, I've traveled the world my whole life. 
sometimes in not the greatest places, and I've never been fearful because I know that those places know that they can't kidnap me. What has led you to this, um, do you think? Actually, it's not a, a yeah. view that everybody holds who are on top. Uh, on top. Running my own businesses as if they were my children themselves. But let's go back a few years, see what happens. 2014. Thank you very much. Are you keeping it real? Are you staying solid? What the fuck does that even mean? Listen to Ninja Pimp Radio now. Everyone thinks they have all the answers, but do they? Do you? Listen to Ninja Pit Radio now. An Excel sheet and 90%, if not 99%, are not deploying emotional intelligence above their financial intelligence. And they are spreadsheet basics 